Welcome to the Bacash Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And we prayed before the show and it kind of relaxed me. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, and I'm sitting in a recliner and uh, take it away, Scott. And I'll be over here if you need me. Yeah. So by the end, I might be like, my name is Scott. And my name is Scott. And <laughs> we are podcasting. And I'll get some old man snore going like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That'll be done. That probably just made somebody just like take their headphones off. Mm-hmm. Well, we just lost a couple listeners. Yeah, happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Actually, we really don't know. Actually, have we ever received an email? Uh, yeah, we had like one a long time ago. Actually, I haven't checked it. I'm going to go over there right now and see. Because I know that, that you know, we look at, at people who kind of listen and who what's being Shoot. listened to at the time, but I, I don't know. Do we ever check the email? It's Outlook. I mean, we used to ask all the time. Yeah, I used to check it all the time, but it's been a while. Like... We had, we had like one or two. Well, we had one with somebody that I knew from my church. Remember, she would she would ask us questions. Oh, yeah. And then um, I thought it was a guy, but I want to say that he asked me a question on Facebook. Okay. Oops, that's not what I want. Oops. I almost logged into my actual, I have my like fancy Outlook account for like if I'm job hunting. Mm-hmm. It's like my name as opposed to like, you know, Bakash. Okay. Oh, yeah, because so I've got my normal Gmail, my real one. And then I've got my one that, my fake one, that's my Yahoo one. And then there's my professional one, and that's my name at Gmail. Uh, yeah, that looks... Oh, no, it's asking me if that's... Is this your, still your phone number? Yes, yes it is. Uh, wow. Sure, stay signed in. I have like three different browsers. Oh my gosh. Just let me see the email. <laughs> like, stop using passwords. Use two-factor authentication. It takes my fingerprint. Oh, do you really? Oh, you got a fingerprint one? Yeah. Wow, fancy, fancy. Doesn't your computer have one? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I'll try. What is all this? Do they just use the mouse pad? Um, no, it's like this little square in the corner. Oh, nope, no square in the corner. Um, so every time I change my Facebook password, apparently is on here. Oh. <laughs> password change, password. Because a lot of times I don't remember it. <laughs> I just change it. Because uh, when I log in somewhere that's not on my phone, I know you're not supposed to keep your password stored on your phone, but it's Facebook. Like, Oh, I've been charged $309 for McAfee. That stinks. Oh, dang. Too bad it's sent from jaymanmanzo4267 at gmail.com. Interesting. That's weird. I would have thought that McAfee antivirus would have come from like a McAfee. That, that's silly. Why would you think that they would do that? Well... I better make sure I send them that $309. Well, I just got, uh, what was it? That's just, spam. Don't do it, people. I just <laughs> got an email from, what is it? Prince, Prince something. Man, I can't even pronounce his the name. The artist? From, um, what, what was it? Oh, some country I've never heard of who wants to give me his inheritance. Um, so I sent him my bank account number and my password. Do you know Facebook spams us a lot? Does it really? It's like join these groups that might be similar to Bakesh. Like the Tartarian Empire and Karma Quotes and Positive Thoughts Group. Oh, yeah. Karma Quotes sounds so biblical. Dude, it sounds so much like what we would... Yeah, no. Deleted. I'm not going to do it. Anybody real in here? There's 111 emails, and I think 109 of them are from Facebook. Oh, okay. Do you love to travel? Bakesh, you have 12 new interactions with your page. Bakesh, do you love Europe? Oh my goodness, this is so bad. 
Guys, don't get on Facebook. It's not worth it. <laughs> Boost your support on Facebook. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, so no email. <laughs> uh, Apparently and, Facebook wants to know a lot. Yeah. Well, that's good. And, and the thing is, is like Facebook isn't necessarily essentially bad. But when you start taking pride in no, your success and your... Um, and, and it, it, when you start taking pride in your success and your wealth then and putting yourself in the place of God, then eventually you're, you're going to f- eventually fall um, by the Snapchatians. I was like, what are, um, you, what are you, where are you going? But now I get you. Uh-huh, you got me? <laughs> the <All> Snapchatians. Right. <laughs> but yeah, everybody that's overtaking you. Yeah, yes. Yes, Pharaoh of the social and the Snapchatians really actually um, Facebook compares themselves to the Snapchatians in in their great empire, but then you had the Tiktodians who (laughs) (laughs) end up killing a Syria not a Syria sorry um, Snapchatians. So meanwhile, in Ezekiel (laughs) chapter thirty. Man, you killed the banter at five minutes. Good job. Did I really? Oh, yeah. wow. Nope, it's fine. Man, Let's I'm, do it. That's, we're we're going to try and get through two chapters today. We might need it. I know. So. Yeah, that's the... I don't know. Mike, does Do my voice think? change as I rock back and forth by the microphone? Am I like Grover? Near? Four. Oh, you, well, you forgot your... Uh, mm, near. Yes. You can tell that his mm-hmm. son likes Sesame Street. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> the Usher ABCs are the best ABCs. Oh, the what? Sorry. Usher, he does ABCs with them. You're saying Usher, like the the Usher, like the the artist, yeah, like the guy that was famous when we were in high school. Sesame Street. He's on like one episode. Like they have guests. Oh, okay. Tons of guests. We have tons. Yeah. My kids never got into Sesame Street. I don't. I think I got none none of ours until our last. Really? Yeah. Cookie Monster's the man, and the cow. Oh God. Okay. Here goes the banter. Did I tell you he counts in Hebrew now? No. Because of Sesame Street. Cookie Monster. No, Callan, my son. Oh, no, are you serious? He found uh, Count, I almost said Count Dracula, the Count. He's just the Count on Sesame Street doing this number of the day thing, but he found the Hebrew version of it. So he repeats it and he'll sit at the bus stop counting in Hebrew. And I'm always like, nobody else knows what you're saying. You should, can you count in English for us? Can you, one, two, three? Your kid's smarter than you are. Hey, I can count in Spanish and some German. Uh huh. But didn't you want to study Hebrew and Greek? Yeah, but this your is, mo- this is modern day Hebrew, you. not biblical. <laughs> Oh, all right, last banter. I was at our community group last night, and uh, we were talking about, like, we have a, we call it a family meeting, so what's going well, what's not, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I'd love it if you could share some of the resources that the church uses when they make the questions up. And when they, they I guess every time they, we go expository. So our church is kind of like our podcast. Mm-hmm. goes through whole books of the Bible. And whenever they go to a new book, they send the community group leaders the comment, like a main commentary that they're using. Yeah. And I was like, can you share that with us? Tell us what it is. I was like, because, you know, if it's good, I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And uh, somehow it turned out, I was like, yeah, and you get Logos gift cards and blah, blah, blah. And uh, uh, I said, uh, when I said Logos, they go, I'm sorry, what? Somebody said, all God's gift cards? I was like, no, no, Logos. And he goes, oh, Logos? I was like, well, it's it's Greek. It's actually pronounced Logos. <laughs> but so all night I was like, all God's gift cards dot com. But yeah. That jokes only people that know Greek will know. That's funny. Anyway, so yeah, I yeah they're gonna start sharing the 
commentary, so I'll know what they're in Hosea right now. I was like, oh. I still haven't told him like I know this great podcast that went through it. You probably should. I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know. Yeah, that was not our strongest one because that that was that was, that was really a hard one. A legitimate. That was a hard book. I've subtly shared stuff about it with <laughs> with the group. Like, oh yeah, you gotta imagine that this is like written out over time and like maybe a post-it note found here and like a scrap of paper found there. Like it's not a consistent altogether. And so I did hear our pastor say something similar to that. So I don't know if he talked to the pastor who's in our group uh-huh. and he's like, Hey, did you know that? Like, this is like kind of taped together. Like, you know, I don't know, but. Where'd you learn that from? Why? I heard this podcast one time. No, no, no. You heard it from me in person. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Man, but, but oh yeah. I where you, you got it from. There's this podcast it's really good. They got like Deuteronomy, Hosea, Joel, and I think they're working through Ezekiel now. I think I think they're starting to realize that I am like Bible college educated uh-huh. in our group. I, I I made a joke at our membership meeting about um they said, you know, they're talking about like close handed, open handed issues mm-hmm. that they, they go by, whatever. And um somebody kind of jokingly asked about eschatology, like where they stand. Yeah. And uh like they're just making jokes about like, well, you know, some people on the staff are here, some are there. And I was like, come on, why aren't you all email? Like, you know, <laughs> the pastor like put his hand, he's like, no, 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 don't like kind of don't start this. Like, That's funny. so I think somebody in the room might have been militant email. Anyway, that's church stories from Don. Right. Let's talk about uh, Egyptian stories from Ezekiel. Right. And chapter 30. Um, so we got probably 30, 31 this week. Um, we, then we got through 33. In the next couple weeks, and thirty-three should end our our intermission um, from the beginning Ezekiel. Um, we've got an intermission period, and then I think thirty-four, if I'm correct, um, ends our intermission and gets back into um, maybe not the happiest Ezekiel, but at least a little bit happier. Um, dry bones get to move again, and um, all kinds of great things. Only twenty chapters to go. <laughs> <laughs> But it's coming. Um, and then we'll fast forward to Jesus. Um, but we're in the Old Testament right now. So, um, yeah. So I'll go ahead and read. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and just so everyone knows, um, we're going through two chapters this week. Uh, and we're going to kind of go probably at a pretty good pace. Mm-hmm. Um, there really isn't a lot to get hung up on. Um I mean, we can hang up on anything, but in here, there's not a whole lot. And there's a lot of kind of, uh, reinforced and repeated. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, pardon our speed here. Yeah. And the thing is, is a lot of it's allegory. So it's really difficult Mm -hmm. to start breaking down into little tiny chunks when really it's, it's a bigger story. Um, it's, it's, it's a much larger chunk of scriptures, um, which are really trying to enforce and communicate something very specific. Um, so, you know, there are, are, yes, probably things that we could pull apart and yes, things we could go ahead and look at. Um, but at the same time, ultimately, it's trying to communicate a larger picture of Egypt's crew. Uh, yeah, Egypt's in trouble yeah. um, type thing. So I was going to have 31 through 19. Oh, you're going to go that far in one shot? Oh, and maybe not. Um, I mean, yeah, you can. I guess. I just, it's a lot of reading. Oh, yeah. So go for it. I mean, unless you want a tag team. I'm mm. just kidding. I know how much you love reading out loud. Ask um, my wife about that. <laughs> All right. Um, here it goes. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy and say, thus says the Lord God. 
Wail, alas, for the day, for the day is near, the day of the Lord is near. It will be a day of clouds, a time of doom for the nations. A sword shall come upon Egypt, and anguish shall be in Cush. When the slain fall on Egypt, and her wealth is carried away, and her foundations are torn down. Cush, and Put, and Lud, and all Arabia and Libya, uh, and the people of the land that is in league, shall fall with them by the sword." Thus says the Lord, those who support Egypt shall fall, and her proud might shall come down from Migdol to Cyrene. They shall fall within her by the sword, declares the Lord God, and they shall be desolated in the midst of the desolated countries, and their cities shall be in the midst of the cities that are laid waste. Then they will know that I am the Lord, when I have set fire to Egypt, and all her helpers are broken." On that day, messengers shall go out from me in ships to terrify the unsuspecting people of Cush, and anguish shall come upon them on the day of Egypt's doom, for behold, it comes. Thus says the Lord God, I will put an end to the wealth of Egypt by the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He and his people with him, the most ruthless of nations, shall be brought in to destroy the land, and they shall draw their swords against Egypt and fill the land with the slain. And I will dry up the Nile and will sell the land into the hand of evildoers, and I will bring desolation upon the land and everything in it. By the hand of foreigners, I am the Lord, I have spoken. Thus says the Lord God, I will destroy the idols and put an end to the images in Memphis. Shall there, there shall no longer be a prince from the land of Egypt, so I will put fear in the land of Egypt. I will make Pathros a desolation and will fi set fire to Zone and will execute judgments on Thebes. And I will pour out my wrath on Pasayuam and with the stronghold of Egypt and cut off the multitude of Thebes. I will set fire to Egypt. Um, Pelusium shall be in great agony. Thebes shall be breached, and Memphis. Pelusium. What? What is it? Pelusium. So I said Pelusium. What are you talking about? <laughs> shall be in great agony. Thebes shall be breached, and Memphis shall face enemies by day. The young men of On and of Pibeseth shall fall by the sword, and the women shall go into captivity. At Thebes, the day shall be dark. When I break there the yoke bars of Egypt, and her proud might shall come to an end in her. She shall be covered by a cloud, and her daughters shall go into captivity. Thus I will execute judgments on Egypt. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Phew! All right. That's a lot of... That's a lot. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I was trying to find <clears throat> my commentator, and I can't, because I don't know how to work Logos. <laughs> Um, there's a site feature because I've used it before and I just can't remember how. Um, anyway, uh, this guy, I use the Expositor's Bible Commentary. Uh, this is volume seven. And I will tell you who the author is. Maybe. Most likely not. Um, I don't want to share it. Oh, wait. I bet if I share, though, it'll auto-cite it. Okay, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. No, stop. No, 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 no. Uh, dang it! <laughs> it doesn't give the author. Anyway, the Expositor's Bible Commentary, the young man who I, or old man, who I will cite later, uh, talks about how in a lot of prophecy, people try and overlap uh, Old Testament prophecy with eschatology. Mm -hmm. And to be true, there is a eschatology being um, study of how things end. And there is some link 
you know, there are times when prophets will talk specifically about the future and about Jesus' second coming, and they'll reference it all the way back in the Old Testament. Uh, Ezekiel here, there is definitely a differentiation. Uh, the term that often gets used for end timesness, uh, I think Revelation, blood moons, charts, amillennialism, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, dispensational, post-millennial, whatever. Uh, Left Behind series, Kirk Cameron. Uh, the day of the Lord is the phrase that often gets thrown around. So we read that right away that, um, well, alas, for the day of the Lord, you know, we, we see that right out of the gates as being something that's on here. Uh, however, this guy in the Expositor's Bible Commentary argues that the actual translation would be a day belonging to the Lord, mm. and that makes the term non-eschatological. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's meant as a reference to the Day of Clouds, which was often used as an ancient Near Eastern uh, specific time of judgment, not a nebulous uh, nebula, uh, yeah. uh, or ambiguous mm-hmm. um, time of judgment. This would say more like, this is happening now or in the very near future, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the day of the Lord, which we don't know the time, and we're saying it's out there in the future with an unknown date. And then I've actually read that multiple times from actually other commentators as well. So like that, that actually isn't the first time that I've heard that, um, where there throughout history, um, I think I read one commentator at a time, and then not recently, so I'm, I'm not going to be 100 on this one, um, that there have been multiple, quote, day of the Lord's throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, um, I, I think one of the commentators that, that, I, that I read recently, um, the day of the Lord kind of becomes synonymous with God's expected judgment. So really, it's, it's kind of one of those that when you hear the day of the Lord, it's actually not necessarily always a good thing and usually is referring to God's judgment in some way or his expected judgment in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we see multiple of those th- throughout, um, I think even biblical history. Um, but specifically, I think we might be talking about, well, um, I guess this specific time period. Um, and I guess this specific time period most likely um, would have been probably about the time of Jerusalem siege. So at about the same time that this would be going down would be the same time that um, Jerusalem is being being attacked and Egypt is, well, kind of once again reinforced through the multiple chapters, um, obviously is not coming to help. Um, yeah. You can't really lean on that read and it do much if you look back to last week. Um, it's one of those that Egypt isn't what they thought they were um, or at least worth what they're at least not what they thought or they were at one time. Um, and probably never will be according to this. And I think even if we look at history, that that becomes more of a true statement than they wanted to believe at the time. So yeah, this is definitely eminent, Um, not revelationary, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that's a word. Yeah. And it's Ralph Alexander is the guy who did all the real work. Okay. I'm just the guy who read his work and I'm regurgitating it to you. Which is mostly what we do here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very few original thoughts. Yeah, we're not really that smart. Um, hey, no. And, well, your no, son's we're not. Not, not as smart as Ralph Alexander. And your son's smarter than you are, but... Well, because he's like, Chava, shalom. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could find his stuff, but there's a bunch of Ralph Alexanders, including a drummer for a metal band. Oh. Good metal band? Do we know? I don't know. Never heard of him. Okay. I mean, you got to be careful, because you know where metal comes from. The ground? Uh, no, from people with cool instruments that have good skills that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to take too much pride in that because ultimately music is, and those gifts are very much from God. And so you never want to. <laughs> you never want to build a tall tower yeah. and talk about how awesome you are. Or no, no you don't want to be a tall tree. Tall tree yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not on 31 yet, so you yeah. can't go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say the other part that I, I don't want to say liked, but I thought was enlightening because liked is so bad with what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, was six. Thus says the Lord, those who support Egypt shall fall and her proud might shall come down from Migdal to sign, sign, signy. See, now you got to correct me. Uh-huh. Um, Except they, I don't know how. Yeah. They shall fall within her by the sword declares the Lord God. Um, it's another one of those like just everything is kind of intertwined and in who you support matters. Mm-hmm. Not in in well, it could be I why am I going here? And not so much in the United States politics way, like if you don't support my candidate, you're gonna burn. But who you're throwing your support behind and why and how much really does play a role in you how you should act mm-hmm. and how how you are in your standing. Now, thankfully, we, you know, we plead Jesus, yeah. um, which is probably the safest thing to do. But mm-hmm. to get overzealous and supportive of something is incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Um, especially when you find out that that country is in the wrong. Yeah. Yep. Very true. <laughs> and, yeah. Yep. Well... If we break this down, break it down. Um, you have lots and multiple different sections of different parts of Egypt that is going to um, potentially expect this judgment. Um, three through four is going to kind of show judgment, military defeat. Six through nine, you got the destruction of their allies. Um, 10 through 12, destruction of Pharaoh's army by Nebuchadnezzar. 13 through 19, destruction of Egypt's idols, stronghold cities. Um, so we see where it's, it's kind of broken down, um, where there's multiple different sections of Egypt that, that's actually going to end up experiencing God's judgment. Um, the ultimate um, um, the ultimate purpose um, is that basically um, there is should be no expectation that Egypt's going to come and help you. Um, you Israel is experiencing, or Jerusalem is experiencing God's judgment. Um, and Egypt is going and is experiencing God's judgment as well. And um, that will continue to, to remain true, um, at least as we continue to go through um, some more of this intermission part of Ezekiel. Yeah, as we said, I think in the last episode when we were talking about Egypt, it's kind of a false prop. Mm-hmm. Like they're not a, they're not a really good thing country to stand upon to to try and get your weight. They're already deteriorating, mm-hmm. um, and this is like really the the nail in their coffin. They, so they kind of have like a false front mm-hmm. as to look how good everything is, and they're just about to get buried. And like you said or stated, and so are all their brain broken, foggy COVID. Those people that support them, yeah, allies. Okay. I was like, all oh, the brain started with an A. Your thing. <laughs> Broken brain. <laughs> I won't edit that out. Don't okay. worry. Okay, please don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't edit any of that. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
20 through 26? Yeah, 20, okay. that's right, yeah. Turn the page. I scroll. Scroll. See, see, scroll. Oops. And kids these days, I mean, their technology. You know, you know, it's just not the same. You gotta turn the page, smell the, the paper, papyrus. Um, Dude, I'm like, I'm almost 100% digital. Uh, undo the scroll, <laughs> lick the text. When I go home tonight to fall asleep, I'm going to read my Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't lick the text or feel the taste of... I could because there's a screen protector on it. Well, that's true. But the print, the black <laughs> what, what, print on okay. your... Hey, you can scroll with your tongue. Oh, well. Oh, sorry. But there's nothing like black print on your tongue or Jesus's words, the red print on your tongue. Like, you just don't... Don't get me started red letter and red letters. You don't even understand. <laughs> um... All right, 20 through 26. 20, yeah, yes. The paper Bible. <laughs> in the 11th year, in the first month, in the seventh day of the month, in the month, the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and behold, it has been bound up to heal it by binding it with a bandage so that it may become strong to wield the sword. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and I will break his arms, both the strong arm and the one that was broken. And I will make the sword fall from his hand. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them through the countries. And I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon and put my sword in his hand. But I will break the arms of Pharaoh and he will groan before him like a man mortally wounded. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, but the arms of Pharaoh shall fall. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. When I put my sword into the hand of the king of Babylon and that he stretches it out against the land of Egypt, and I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them throughout the countries, then they will know that I am the Lord. So this one cracks me up. I think it's cute again, sorry. No, you're good. I'm so relaxed I can stretch my legs yeah, across the floor and kick like... you. Um, dude, the Egyptians were straight bros. Mm-hmm. They literally thought the muscular biceps... We're a status symbol. Mm-hmm. Oh, how things change, how we have learned. And they legitimately had, and Ralph Alexander was not sure if this was uh, the current king slash pharaoh, had a statue of a big bicep pharaoh holding a sword over his head. I think, so this guy says, this particular, um, I think it was Christopher Wright, said this particular pharaoh, Hafra, in his role yeah. as the incarnation of the god Horus, described himself as possessor of a strong arm. He's like, oh, bro, like, bro, we rule with an iron bicep. Right. Like, it's like Jim, it's like bro science Jim. And you just break <laughs> both of them in. It's like, ooh, yeah, man, I, that's harsh. I'm just like, what is Egypt think? Like, dude, we are like the bicep people. Like, ah, like, I, I do, I know a lot of people that work out in the gym, but I also know a lot that are straight up like, bro, like, yeah, and I know Egypt was like a bunch of gym bros. Uh huh. Just reading that, I was like, wait a minute, is this saying what I think it is? And then I read the commentary and I was like, yep, he is. <laughs> I felt this, this would be like a good violent short on YouTube, like, not quite a full movie, but like, put this into like the imagery into like cartoon form or into movie form. And I was like, ooh, man, this yeah. is bloody and harsher, you know, or like, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, like, but I feel like it's in a sense making fun of Pharaoh maybe. And, and I got nothing to say that it is. 
But it's like, I'm going to shut down all your stupid ideas yeah. and really make fun of you. And then at the same time, show you how like you're going to get your butt whooped because I'm going to end up making someone stronger than you and win. You've got bigger biceps, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Do you it, even lift bros? <laughs> <laughs> King of Babylon. Do you even lift bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's gross. It's I mean, it's it's a bloody, violent little thingy going on right Oops. here. Sorry, microphone. Um, yeah, the uh, breaking of both arms quite possibly signifies the uh, the fact that they're going to be defeated on multiple fronts, mostly by land and by sea. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could also signify that he's going to break off their ability to get help from other places. Yeah, um, bros. I can't get over (laughs) the Egypt bros. Um, Either way, they're hopeful at first. Yeah. All right. They think they, well, I I guess they think they got that, bro. Bro, they got the bigger biceps. Yeah. Look at these. And here comes someone a little bit stronger or, or maybe you got like, you ever seen like a movie, like, you know, they're in prison or, or you got this big, big, gigantic guy with a huge, gigantic, they're getting ready to arm wrestle. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm going to whoop his butt. Like, you know, like look at him, and then some guy like with little tiny arms or something comes by, and like, bam! It's like, ooh, um, yeah. I don't know. Have you? Um, I'm not recommending it because I think it's rated R, but I'm recommending it to people that want to see it. Have you seen Ong Bak? No. Oh, yes, I with have. With Tony oh, Jaa. Yes. Is that the um, fighting one? Yeah. Yes. Where he goes in the tavern, and the last guy is like basically an American who like brute forces his way through everything. Yeah. And like you know, he's all like. Big bicep, hairy American, and Ong Bak little. Uh, I don't. I think he's Chinese, right? Mm-hmm. Or, not Hong it Kong. It's been though. a really long because it's but, a horror movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's played by Tony Jaa, who's like he's bigger than Bruce Lee, but he's still not like as big as this dude. He just goes in and like after taking a little bit of damage from him, then like <clears throat> you know lays him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Egypt and Babylon. <laughs> I feel like I read a story one time about this really big guy that's really tall. And then this other smaller one that came and like whooped up on this giant with like a sling and some stones or something. And then they like cut oh, some foreskins yeah. off uh, in a head or. Yeah, it sounds like some Bible thing. Where did I hear that from? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think gosh, it might be the Bible. Somewhere. I could think of their names. Was it no. Samson and Delilah? No. No. No, she wasn't this donor. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Man, after God's own heart, I don't know if he would be a stoner either, but. Well, like you know, you've seen some of the things that boy did do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> David, what a hero. No. <laughs> I don't know how easy it would be to cut off a bunch of foreskins. That, that that would take a... There's, I mean, like, if my wife's dad would have been like, hey, bring me X number of foreskins, I would have been like, hey, hey baby, let's elope. <laughs> 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 like, your dad's crazy. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Really, I, I would do anything for my wife, including cut off a couple hundred foreskins. I'd straight up kidnap her. It, it's so much easier. <laughs> Not that I don't think it's worth the work, but man, one, it's probably illegal. Two, so much easier. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I guess you do have the illegal factor there. Yeah. 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 So, 31. Yeah, or do you have more on 30? Huh? I say 31. No, I think I'm good with 30. All right, let's keep cruising. All right. 31's a bit short. Shorter. All right, so... Let's talk about some trees, yo. I have two through nine is maybe a good cutting off point. You might want to start with one, though. 
I don't want to. Okay. Everyone starts with one, but I, I will just because. Yeah, we need to know the eleventh year and the third month. That's on true. The first day we, of the month. I mean, because we probably should know what day it is. I guess. Yeah. Right. All right. <clears throat> in the eleventh. Wait, where did I say that? I heard that. You didn't hear anything. In the eleventh year. You can't prove it. Okay. Yeah, until you rewind. Um, <laughs> Thirty-one, one through nine. In the eleventh year, in the third month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, say to Pharaoh, King of Egypt, and to his multitude. Whom are you like in your greatness? Behold, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon, with beautiful branches and forest shade, and, a t- and of towering height, its top among the clouds. The waters nourished it, the deep made it grow tall, making it rivers flow around the place of its planting, sending forth its stream to all the trees of the field. So it towered high above the trees of the field, its b- boughs grew large, Excuse me, and its branches long from abundant water in its shoots. All the birds of the heavens made their nests in, it, in its boughs. Under its branches, all the beasts of the field gave birth to their young, and under its shadow lived all great nations. It was beautiful in its greatness and the length of its branches, for its roots went down to abundant waters. The cedars in the garden of God could not rival it. Not the fir trees equal its boughs, neither were the plain trees like its branches. No tree in the garden of God was its equal in beauty. I made it beautiful in the mass of its branches, and all the trees of Eden envied it that were in the garden of God. Um, maybe should I keep going? Yeah, finish it out. <clears throat> Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because it towered high and set its top among the clouds, and its heart was proud of its height, I will give it into the land, the hand of a mighty one of the nations. He shall surely deal with it as its wickedness deserves. I have cast it out. Foreigners, the most ruthless of nations, have cut it down and left it. On the mountains and in all the valleys, its branches have fallen, and its boughs have been broken, and all the ravines of the land, and all the peoples of the earth have gone away from its shadows and left it. On its fallen trunk dwell on the birds of the heavens, and on its branches are all the beasts of the field. All this is in order that no trees by the waters may grow to towering height or set their tops among the clouds, and that no trees that drink water may reach up to them in height, for they are all given over to death, to the world below among the children of man and with those who go down to the pit. Thus says the Lord God, On the day the cedar went down to Sheol, I caused mourning, I closed the deep over it, and I restrained its rivers, and many waters were stopped. I clothed Lebanon in gloom for it, and all the trees of the field fainted because of it. I made the nations quake at the sound of its fall when I cast it down to Sheol, and those who go down to the pit. And all the trees of Eden, the choice, and the best of Lebanon, all that drink water, were comforted in the world below. They also went down to Sheol with it, to those who are slain by the sword, yes, those who are in its arms, who lived under its shadow among the nations. Whom are you, thus like the glory and and greatness among the trees of Eden? You shall be brought down with the trees of Eden to the world below. You shall lie among the uncircumcised with those who are slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh and all his multitude, declares the Lord God. Not mincing words there at the end? Yep. Um, What you got? So this is, uh, what's very interesting in... uh, when I first read it, I kind of was like, wait a minute, how can how can a tree be more beautiful than that that was made on creation? Because uh, like you read the creation narrative and it's like, and God made this and it was good and God made this and it was good. And, you know, there's no sin in the world at this point and like everything should be great. But that's not really the debate there. It's not really the point that we have to worry about. Um, 
the point is, is that there was something that was so, that God was raising up so with so much splendor and so beautiful, but in the end, it doesn't matter. Like it, God can give the blessing. He can mature the tree. He can grow it, make it more beautiful than prior creation, but he can also chop it down and condemn it. Um, and that's pretty much what we get here. So it, the point, I mean, we say it's allegory, but the point here is that, you know, uh, like there was a lot of beauty here. There's a lot of prosperity here. There's a lot, you know, so on and so forth. And God just said, you know, enough, you, you're too prideful. And on top of that, we know that they're not giving God credit. Right. Um, so he's going <clears> to <throat> destroy it and tear it down and make it into worthlessness, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have a couple notes to... Biceps and all. Huh? Sorry, I said biceps and all. <laughs> yeah, biceps and all. And, yeah, all that bloody pump. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know what pump really means, actually. Pump. Pump. Pump, pump you up. I'm going to pump. Work out. You, you got to pump the weights. Yeah. Pump. I was thinking pump. Pump. Gas pump? Yeah, I don't know. Pump. Nah. P-O-P. All right. Anyway, yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, so... Pharaoh, um, so they said that that it was actually, I, I guess, an ancient mythology. There are actually lots of um, stories of a big cosmic tree type thing um, that you yeah. see that a lot and in different things and, and that maybe these were, you know, kind of taking away from potentially like Hebrew symbolism from the, the Garden of Eden or, or whatever. And, and really like even... I've, played a bunch of video games um and even with like i guess anime is the wrong word when you're talking video games but jrpg so japanese yeah. um, role-playing games like you see a lot of that tree like there's always that that tree of life or that tree that cosmic tree that that tree that holds something different and more powerful mm-hmm. um and they were just kind of bringing up that, that this might be a way of of relating and making a point to some of these um, other cultures that might have stolen some of that idea from the Garden of Eden or even just stealing some of that idea from the culture to, to make a very specific point um, about kind of what's going on here um, and some of the symbolism that comes with it. Um, and with that, there, there was, I guess, a little bit of debate um, as to whether... It is Egypt or whether it is Assyria being discussed here, um, where some of them were saying it was Egypt. Sorry, I had to move. Um, And others were saying, actually, you know, the wording is more more focused on Assyria. Um, And and we kind of see that 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 question being addressed in in verse two um, and really being as all resolved in verse 18. Either way, whether. Um, Egypt is being compared to Assyria, and we see how great Assyria was before it fell, or whether it's specifically talking to Egypt, the point doesn't necessarily really change. Um, the point still is Egypt's not going to make it. Egypt's not very strong. And although they were legit, for real, for real, big time, awesome, whatever, for a mm-hmm. period, that's not the way they're going to stay. Um, just like Assyria fell, Egypt's going to fall 
And so however that is being, so whatever you take as, as the wording to be either Assyria or Egypt, um, the, what it's communicating to Egypt actually doesn't change. Um, it is still Egypt was great and now it won't be. Right. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, Ralph Alexander says there's no reason to exclude the word. Uh, many believe the word for Assyria is unoriginal to the text, but based on uh, like manuscript evidence, we shouldn't reject it because there's plenty of manuscripts that mention Assyria right. uh, being in there. So it could be confusing, but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and so what is yours? What did yours take again? Uh, it basically said that there is no reason to reject the word Assyria being in there. Okay. While some have argued that it should. Oh yeah. And since I trust Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> and I trust. Um, I have no reason not to. I trust Stephen Toll and I trust Christopher Wright. Well, that's why. Uh, is it Ian? Which name, dude? Ian something. My other commentary. He doesn't talk about it at all. Okay. <laughs> He's talked about like uh, the cosmic scale of the tree is matched by a cosmic morning okay. uh, at its fall and its descent into shale, the home of the unworthy dead. Yeah. Cosmic, cosmic springs are shut up while Lebanon, the home of the mighty cedar, is darkened. The heights and depths, the sources of light, the subterranean water are thus both clothed in mourning and a state also affecting those in between. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, he writes a good, it's Ian something. What the heck is the dude's name? I'm so not good at citing sources. I got a master's degree and I had to cite sources all the time and now I just quit. Like, I got to cite anyone anymore. Oh, where is it? I don't, oh, easy. Uh, Ian M. Duguid. Duguid? Duguid. D-U-G-U-I-D. D. Okay. Sounds Irish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ian Deguid. I won't do that again. Yeah. So, but Very yeah, Irish. I don't have a whole lot outside of like, yeah, once again, your pride uh, is what takes you out and takes you down and that's it for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, as quick as you can be built up, that's as fast as God can bring you back down. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are compared to... Um, Eden. Yeah. I, I did like, um, I thought this was interesting. Um, so Stephen Toll took the perspective of it's talking about Assyria and com- Syria and connecting with Babylon was like Assyria. Assyria was great, then fell. Um, and he, he said that the world tree is a common image in ancient Near Eastern art and religious imagery. But there is a particular connection between this image and the king of Assyria. Odell writes that a depiction of the world tree was the focal point of the Assyrian throne room. Um, a visitor entering the throne room would first see a highly stylized representation of the Assyrian king tending the cosmic tree while accompanied by winged genies and his goddess Sur. Ezekiel's allegory um, creatively alters the royal iconography. In verse 1 through 9, the monarch is not tending the tree, rather he is the tree. The extravagant growth, strength, and fertility associated with the world tree feature and a surprisingly positive depiction of Assyria's power and influence. But none of this, according to the allegory, was the result of any hard work or ability of Assyria's part. The Lord states, I made it beautiful. Um, And so I just... 
thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, um, if that that kind of fits into not tending the tree, but but being the tree, um, I, I feel like that kind of fits within the theme of um, Egypt and or multiple of these different countries that are or nations that are experiencing God's judgment go from being seen as as an authoritative power as an empire being great that's not necessarily bad bad and i guess originally bad unless you start putting yourself in the place of god and or abusing it and not using it well so like you know if if you see where the assyrian king replaces himself as not tending but being mm-hmm. um that, that seems to be a common denominator between a lot of these uh, Canaanite and Egypt, Egyptian mm-hmm. and Babylonian and Assyrian um, entities is that there was the God King phenomenon, not phenomena, but God King paradigm where a mm-hmm. lot of them thought they were divine yeah. in some way. I mean, even it continues on with Rome who will eventually come and knock all these fools off. Um, there's the, you know, the Caesars were divine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just continues. But yeah, that's, I mean, that seems to like tick God off more than <laughs> a lot of things is that, that pride, yeah, that act of your divine. I mean, that's when we see Herod get his uh, life taken from him is when he basically mocks God and thinks he's better than. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So I got it. I don't really have that much. No, no. That's like we said, that was kind of the goal. And yeah. There's, yeah, we could go piece by piece and do a lot of different things, but I don't think that there's enough to warrant that, um, especially when we're going to be kind of referring back and forth to these oracles. Yeah. Oracles end in 34? Um, that's what I'm looking at. So I think at least there's one more set of oracles in chapter 32. Um, Actually, it might be chapter 33. It looks like 32 ends the oracles. Yeah, and so actually I think it's 33. Well, that becomes oracles of hope as opposed to uh, destruction of nations. Yeah. (laughs) Against Uh, other nations. But we start to see... Okay, so we get to Valley of Dry Bones in 37. Woo-hoo! So we're getting there. 36, so, we start seeing kind of a change. Um, well, 40 is when we start getting into new temple, rejuvenated land. Just looking at some of the headings. Yeah. Prophecy against the shepherds of Israel. Ooh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Good old Ezekiel, man. Yeah, he'd make sure he takes it out on. Yeah, I mean... We say major, minor prophet or latter prophet. I mean, he's definitely, he ranks. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he definitely ranks. He does. So. All right. Yeah. So. Yep. It's good with me. All right. So yeah, with that, we'll see you, not see you. I say that every week, but. That's fine. We'll, we get it. It's a colloquialism. We'll catch you. I guess we won't catch you either. That's kind of weird. Well, <laughs> that also sounds illegal. We'll um, talk at you. Talk, we'll, yeah, talk at you because we were not even talking with unless right. you send an email. We will discuss with each, each other. other while you listen in. Right. Next time. Yeah. 
And, you know, when I listen, I'm not going to tell you how I listen to podcasts because then you might listen to us the same way. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. They probably do, but. Yeah. <laughs> At 1.5. I, yeah, I don't. I listen to them at regular speed, but. Me too. No, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Talk to you later. Later. Yeah.